Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com This week we read a double portion of the Torah with Behar and Behukotai Behukotai being the last parasha of the book of Vayikra and in the parasha Behar in a verse 25-35 it says and if your brother becomes poor and is unable to support himself amongst you you shall support him so that he is able to subsist financially amongst you even if he is a proselyte or a resident do not take from him interests of any kind and you shall be afraid of your God instead let your brother be able to subsist with you you must not give him your money for interest nor give him food so as to receive a crude grain I am the eternal your God who took you out of the land of Egypt so here we see here that this pasuk is telling us something it's talking about a positive mitzvah and a negative mitzvah so the positive mitzvah is that you when you see a person that is suffering uh, monetarily and uh, he needs a loan you should lend him money the negative mitzvah is that you cannot uh, charge him interest from the money that you're lending him and our sages have derived one who accepts upon himself the prohibition of usury accepts upon himself the yoke of heaven but one who rejects the prohibition of usury rejects the yoke of heaven so in Jewish uh, life it's very common to see something called a gemach and a gemach is a great mitzvah uh, it comes from the word gemahim which is an abbreviation of gemilut hasadim which means acts of kindness and it, the word gemach is used for a Jewish free loan fund which subscribes to both the positive Torah mitzvah of lending money and uh, the Torah prohibition against charging uh, the person uh, interest on the money that you have lent them so you're gonna see in the Jewish world it's very common to find these places where people are given loans and uh, the only obligation of the person that borrows money is that he should return that money at a certain time so although the Torah strictly forbids us from collecting a payment um, of interest on a loan granted from one Jew to another nevertheless the rabbis uh, made something that is called a partnership closure, a clause, which is called a heter iska. And this heter iska is permitted in cases in which a person needs to lend money, for example, to, to, to start a business or he needs money to upgrade, uh, to grow his business or to upgrade something, uh, then this is allowed. Uh, and a person has to pay a certain amount of interest to the person that lends them the money but it is not considered a loan at all it is considered um, an investment so it's not uh, it's not the same as lending money uh, the, uh, it's a business venture with profits to be shared between the owner of the capital and the person that was granted the, the opportunity to use it so the other the difference is when a person lends money uh, is borrowing money the money that is given to him it becomes his he acquires it so the person that gave the money is not owner of this money anymore while that money is in the hands of the person that borrowed it 
but in the case of a heteroiscar the money is considered to be both the person that borrowed it and the person that is using it so the, so here we see the difference between these two and the sages uh, uh, say that Hashem himself observes all the commandments as to do he, it's what it's telling us that he himself also keeps the mitzvot uh, and uh, we see here that the mitzvot originate as a divine as divine deeds and his statutes his laws Hashem's statutes and his laws are a result of the fact that there that these are what he himself does so what it's telling us here the sages are teaching us is that Hashem he tells Israel to observe the mitzvot but he himself observes the mitzvot so if Hashem tells us keep my Shabbat he himself keeps the Shabbat. He also does no work on Shabbat. So on the other hand, and other sources imply the reverse. So there's two ways of looking at mitzvot. And the second way to look at it is that the observance of mitzvot cause God to respond in kind. One who studies Torah, God sits opposite and studies with him. So what it means is that if Hashem gives you the opportunity to do a mitzvah, he will reward you for that mitzvah. And both ideas are right. It's not uh, one going against the other one, but both are correct. There's two levels of observance of God's mitzvot. One level is in which it precedes and enables our observance of mitzvot. Like Hashem gives us the mitzvah so we can keep it. If we don't make the mitzvah, He makes it for us. And the second one is that God is moved to do us these deeds, uh, to do these deeds in respect. In response to our doing them so what it's telling us uh, here is that our relationship with Hashem is really a reciprocal relationship it's not one-way street in which one person one Hashem one being is giving us a mitzvah and then he gets out of the picture and we don't see him ever again what it's telling us is that Hashem is very much involved in our lives and he's part of our lives and he gives us the mitzvah we take it we do it and at the same time he gives us another mitzvah so the mitzvah is an embodiment of the of the divine will like when you're doing a mitzvah really is what Hashem wants you from you it's this is what he wants you to do and doing a mitzvah creates a connection so the word mitzvah really means commandment it literally it translates to commandment but it also translates to connection so God must do a mitzvah before we can do it uh, the mitzvah and it is creates the connection we do and Hashem initiates so in every relationship that you're gonna have in your life beginning with the one with God there has to be an initiator of the relationship there has to be one of the two that begins the relationship that makes that first phone call that uh, brings the first gift uh, that takes the other one out there's always one that initiates the relationship but if the other person is not gonna reciprocate in what the other one is giving then there's no relationship because in order to be a relationship there has to be a giver a receiver and the receiver has to give back and the giver and the other receiver has to give back so it's a two-way street so here it says, why did God command us to do mitzvahs at all? What's the whole purpose of them? And God's greatest kindness to us is uh, his, board, uh, his burdening us with the yoke of heaven. 
the mitzvot are the yoke of heaven. We're carrying these mitzvot with us. And by giving us a program for life, because that's what the, the mitzvot are, is the purpose and the meaning of life, and making our material and spiritual well-being contingent with it, like it's attached to it, our, our life our life force is attached to the mitzvot. It's, the, the, it's really the air we breathe. So we see here that Hashem wants us to earn our life. It, there's a concept in Hasidut called the bread of shame. So Hashem doesn't want us to have bread of shame. What is bread of shame? Bread of shame is a person that doesn't earn any, hasn't done anything to deserve anything. And Hashem doesn't give us what He gives us because we deserve it or not. It's, it's nothing to do with that. We, if we would think that He's giving us because we deserve, believe me, we wouldn't get anything because we really don't deserve anything. So the relationship is not about deserving or not deserving. But we ourselves as human beings, we need to feel that we achieved, that we are successful, that we did something. You see two people, you see a person that's always receiving, receiving, receiving and never doing anything. It's a miserable human being. But a person that you give him work and you pay him for the work and, or you send them to school and they learn and they achieve and they conquer is a person that is going to feel much better with himself than a person that doesn't achieve. So the Rebbe Yosef Itzak Schneerson compares this with a parable in which there's a nobleman that lives in a beautiful home and he's one day walking out in the garden and he sees that there's a man a peasant and he's pitching hay and the person that pitched hay there's a whole way of doing it because he has the pitchfork and he's pitching the, the hay and the way he's moving the arm and the nobleman is mesmerized watching this uh, hay pitcher he, this peasant and he, he finds it mesmerizing so he says you know what I would pay you 10 rubles to come every day for one hour and mimic the hay pitching because I find it fascinating. I love how to, how you do it. It's so gracious. So the the peasant is so happy. It's a lot of money for to come for one hour. He doesn't need to work anywhere else if he gets this. And he comes and the first day he's super happy. He's so excited and he's doing it and he's showing the nobleman how he would be pitching hay. But it's all a mock. The second day he's not so excited. The third day he's less excited. The fourth day he's really not excited. By the fifth day, he tells the nobleman, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore, I resign. And the nobleman says, but why? If I'm paying you such a good salary for one hour, you don't have to do anything else during the day. And the, and the hay pitcher says, you know what? It's not work, I don't, I, I don't see the work. I'm doing for one hour and I don't see the work. So it's really, it's not enticing for me. So for a person to be, you know, upbeat, happy, energized, he needs to feel that he's doing something, that he's working. So life is neither a humiliating free lunch or an empty pitchfork pitching imaginary hay, but true work. This is life. Life is about working, achieving, creating. This is what life is all about. So here, what we learn from this uh, pasuk is that, yeah, there's people who are poor, they need to be to borrow money, they need to get their feet back, they take it, they do whatever they have and then they return it, but there's really no relationship with, between the borrower and the lender. I remember very well when we came to Florida 20 years ago, uh, we left Colombia after a lot of insecurity, a lot of uh, 
not a good place to live at that time. There was a lot of kidnappings and a lot of crime and we felt it was not the right place for our children. Many families left, but most of the families, the, the husbands would go and come, go and come because their businesses were in Latin, in Colombia. My husband, on the other hand, was fortunate, blessed to be able to find a new job in Florida. And um, so we moved and he didn't have to go and come, go and come. We were really uh, meaning to stay there. So I remember when we bought our home that I felt so much gratitude to God that he had given me at that moment uh, the ability to come out of a country that was going through very big hardship, to be able to give my kids a free life, a beautiful Jewish education, uh, that he gave us the opportunity to live in a beautiful place and my husband had a job that I felt I owed Hashem. You know, he borrowed me this freedom and I need to pay back the, what he gave me. This is the, really the feeling I had at that moment. So I said to my husband, you know what? I feel we need to make our home kosher. We have to make the home kosher. How am I not going to give thank you to God for all the kindness he has done for me? See, if he gave me this, I have to give something to him. But at the end, it was not alone. Hashem didn't lend me and I had to pay back. He gave me a heter yiskar. He gave me a capital. He gave me something to work on. So I made the home kosher and then he gave me another mitzvah. And then I did that other mitzvah and then he gave me another mitzvah because the reward of a mitzvah is a mitzvah. It's another mitzvah. So this is the, the comparison with a, in a spiritual sense of a heter yiskar, of a contract where a person invests in you and he gives you money so you can grow your business, so you can be partners in life, so you can grow and flourish. The same is with Hashem. He invests in us. He created us, but he invests in us. He puts money into us. He puts us our resources. He gives us our personalities. He puts us in the places we have to be. Gives us all the opportunities in the world to be able to do a mitzvah. So at the end of the day, a mitzvah is a mitzvah and a mitzvah brings another mitzvah and we have to have our open eyes and an open heart and be able to grab them and in this way we will be partners with Hashem in perfecting the world and bringing it to a higher place. So I wish you a beautiful blessed week and remember live a little higher. Thank you.